0: Another episode of Beckett's Babies, a playwriting podcast. Every week, we discuss plays we love, interview theater artists, and share our thoughts on playwriting and theater. We are your hosts,
1: Sam Collier and Sarah Cho, and we are back after taking a short hiatus. Um, (laughs) It was a nice little break. Uh, I... (laughs) I'm a little yeah, what different. happened, Sarah? I'm what a
0: little
1: happened little different now? <laughs> I'm a little different. Um, I got married. What? Yes. <laughs> um, got married, fully wedded, <laughs> um, uh, with friends, family. It was a very small wedding, but all our loved ones were there, and it was a nice weekend. It was a very nice weekend of. Together with people. Um, I thought we have, would have nothing to talk about, but we were all able to make conversation.
0: Yeah, it was like everyone. I mean, it was my first kind of big gathering since the pandemic, and you could mm-hmm. kind of see people were in varying levels of like comfort and reintegrating into society. Yeah. And like we're all figuring out how to do small talk again. Yeah. Um, And you officiated.
1: I did officiate. Everyone were like, "God, Sam should do this for a living." Like, (laughs) you're so good. And I think, I think your background in poetry, like Mm. when you when you read that poem, I started like my eyes started
0: watering and tearing. You were crying before you even got down the aisle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: What are you talking about?
0: (laughs) I think I could have just sat there and like read the dictionary and you would have been crying <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good poem that you picked um, yeah that was a good poem yeah what was the poem the title again uh, um, it's called A Blessing for a Wedding Blessing for a Wedding it was by mm-hmm. Jane Hirschfield
1: Hirschfield yeah I
0: think. Um, yeah well I mean I don't know you and Nick sent me a script to work with and like so many writers <laughs> Getting together, I think it was a good combination of writers. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I was so
1: worried all week about fires. Like mm. they say that fire seasons can start earlier this year. We're we're on the rooftop. We're gonna see smoke. We're gonna breathe in smoke. I'm so nervous about smoke. But oh wow, um, it, that's one of my fears. Then you know it was clear day. There was no smoke. Um, no fires nearby that I'm aware of. and um, People seem to really like the food and drinks. And
0: Well, you did a, such a good job planning. Um, people <laughs> also told you that you should be, like, a wedding planner for That's a so living. So, That's so funny. You know, listeners, if we ever get tired of this, just stay tuned for Beckett's Baby's Weddings <laughs> because I think we could have a real future. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I... I wouldn't
1: mind. I think maybe micro weddings. (laughs) Mm, Um, Micro weddings, yeah, like small weddings planning. Like I wouldn't mind. um, I just think about like the large size, like two, three hundred people, and um, for that size, the wedding party
0: and all Mm. the different personalities in those wedding parties, like stressful.
1: um, One of the vendors said. Um, that I spoke with it was like telling me all these like horror stories of groomzillas and bridezillas mm. and I was like oh gosh I I have no patience for that <laughs> like I would yeah. just I'm like I'm out of here I quit you can't quit <laughs> um that, that's do any of
0: these people who work on weddings do they like have an application process and then they can accept or reject you because that's what I would do. If I were them, I'd be like, fill out this 20 page application and then I will decide. Yeah.
1: I mean, like, I think every vendor that they kind of screened me a little, like they were Mm. like, can we get into a phone call? Let's talk. Let's talk about your wedding. And they kind of got to know me that way. And so they're like, oh, she seems like chill. (laughs) So she's in yeah. And so they're like willing to work because I think a lot of times they are, you Know independently working, they control their own hours, their own time. A lot of them, um, they left something a previous job to do to pursue this, their current career, you know. And so, mainly for hours, I think they want to control their hours, so they could reject and be like, No, because there's only so many number of people who do this, I think, too. right. There's so many and weddings there's so and
0: like, many people getting married. They probably could just yeah. pick and choose
1: exactly. Mm-hmm. And so um, they, I think I felt like there was like a screening process too. And I, uh, me too. Like I want to work with someone who who was nice and like um, yeah. very thoughtful and like had. I also picked like florists where I was like I was looking at a bunch of websites and I'm like I wanted to see look for florists that was familiar with the area and also um, I don't know, like they just seemed really, I don't know, caring about the couple, you know, or something like They're yeah. like awful about what the couple wanted or.
0: Um, you found such a good florist. Those flowers were beautiful. Oh, they're so
1: pretty. Yeah. And I was like, I saw so many florists. They're all doing the same like muted colors and very like, you know, this rustic muted look, which was before uh my first original wedding that mm. was sort of I was going into that direction and then so it was nice to have a florist who was like oh I don't have to, they don't do this one type of thing they could do all sorts of color work with different colors and yeah and I mean they're willing just to so
0: sunny like there are so many yellows and oranges and pinks it was just like really warm colors mm-hmm.
1: yeah so it made me really happy. Just like looking at the flowers, like, oh, I feel so
0: happy today. <laughs> so um, how is it going with repotting your succulents and seeing if they'll grow?
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So my bouquet had a couple of succulents because I wanted some succulents in my bouquet. And um, I don't know, Sam. Like, <laughs> I can't tell. Uh, I, I, I followed the direction that you, you sent me, and I'm kind of waiting and seeing <laughs> so-
0: just slug, keep misting room. them. Misting I mean, this. don't overdo it. You don't want them to get like slimy, slug, obviously. Sluggy, but, yeah. yeah, but the soil should be damp, mm-hmm. at least till they root.
1: Yeah. Um, it, I was really fascinated by the photos you sent me where I'm like, wait, they're like one little leaf of a. Mm, so yeah. like, it's starting to have little baby bees. And I'm like, what?
0: They're That's so insane. cool. They're really magical plants.
1: Yeah, very resilient. Like, mm-hmm. they could really withstand. Um, their environment
0: and they can withstand a lot of neglect yes
1: I'm so good at that (laughs) gonna neglect the heck out of it (laughs) um and then I I I don't know if it'll work but um I pressed some of the flowers from my bouquet and seeing how that's gonna work because I wanted I was like I want to make a little just like a small frame like a little collage of the flowers but I don't know. I'm not good at that kind of stuff, so we'll see.
0: So, Sarah, since we love giving advice to people on this podcast, as mm-hmm. listeners are well aware, what advice would you give to other playwrights who might be getting married?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I don't know, Honestly.
0: Um... Or what do you wish you had known two years ago when you started this journey?
1: Um, be willing to uh change plans. Mm. <laughs> um be be adaptable because you don't you just don't know what's gonna get thrown at you. There were so many times where um our like vendors, well, especially like the venue, uh, would say one thing and then it completely changed it a week later. Really? Like the menu changed for a reception like four times. Oh
0: my god! Because it was so. Good. They would
1: they would give us like I mean even the day of like it, it didn't really they didn't really follow through what they were supposed to do too. Oh there was, really? Yeah, there was like a whole table that didn't get any dessert from what I heard. What? Yeah, you got dessert, right? Yeah, yeah. You got churros, um, chocolate filled churros. Yeah, so um, yeah, there was. A table that didn't get any dessert and like I had to complain about that, but it was, yeah, they were like, give us a menu. And then they were like, this is what's going to look like. And, and we were like planning on that. We were getting, um, when you were, Getting your RSVPs, you know, how you're selecting mm, yeah, yeah, entree,
0: yeah. like select something. Yeah. So we we're like
1: going based off what they were telling us, what they'll do. And then they're like, oh, we can't do that. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> chef, we just Why? met with the chef and he says you can't do that. I'm like, wait a minute. What's going on? Like, so there were multiple times where I, it was very frustrating. So there was just a lot of like negotiating. Like, you have to be, here's the thing like, unless you're freaking rich and you could hire a planner and coordinator. Right. And so you don't have to deal with all that confrontation and stuff. Like, you, why be... you
0: call it confrontation <laughs> instead of like collaboration.
1: I know. But there's some place where where yeah. you, where I'm, because then you, you kind of have to be that negotiator and you're like, yeah. okay, well, we're, we want to do this and you, you can't do that. What can you do? Like, you kind of have to be willing. Um, like Nick really doesn't like um haggling. <laughs> like I I love mm. good deals and haggling and like finding sales. <laughs> like that's just my personality. So so I was kinda like doing all that like in the ring. Well, you
0: did a good job. Ah, I mean the food you. was amazing. Was there something was there a food mm-hmm. item you really wanted that didn't end up being there?
1: Yeah, I mean like we thought we could have three protein what entrees. Was,
0: what was the other entree?
1: Uh, so we fish. And it was like brisket and then uh, it was going to be pork carnitas. Oh. Or it was like – if we did pork carnitas then I was like we wanted to try tip because they're both kind of similar texture like this. I mean shredding. nobody at
0: my table could possibly have eaten another bite of <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs>
1: we were, All right. Good to we know. Had,
0: we ate so well.
1: Good, good.
0: And that's, I, I mean that was
1: like one of my one goal. I was like i rather have – because, you know, like food and the drinks is the most expensive thing about yeah, weddings. Yeah. And then I wanted to, if it's going to be small, like I want good drinks and food, like good quality of that way. Because if you go to large weddings, you are know, like usually get that buffet style because that's right, the cheapest right, thing right, to right. feed everyone. Um, and it's like usually it's so generic sometimes. It's just like steak and fish. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was like, if we're going to small, yeah. I want high quality Oh my gosh, so that drink. brisket!
0: Oh, so good. So, did you, as the person getting married, get to eat, or were you like, oh too yeah, busy talking to people and like mm. taking? No, pictures? I ate. I, ate. I mean, oh, I right. didn't.
1: The only thing I didn't eat the during the entire day was the churros because Oh yeah, I picked mm-hmm. the churros, and I love churros. It's one of my favorite things. Churros. I don't know,
0: what <laughs> but, but you did get the pie. I did. Get so pie. you guys, Sarah had a. Pie bar. Uh, how many pies were there? There were five pies. Five pies. And you guys must have been left with so much leftover pie, Oh, my too. God. We're still eating pies. We're still <laughs> eating pies and brisket wow. right now. Like, a week
1: later, we're still eating pies Amazing. and brisket. Um, Yeah. And so, we had a pie bar. And then, you know, do you remember those? We had, like, little grazing cones. Yeah. There were the cones of charcuterie. Ori- originally, <laughs> I had this vision of, like, this giant – that table – banquet mm-hmm. table of like grazing like food and drinks and stuff like that um with pies like like here's pies mm-hmm. centered and like surrounded by just like fruits and cheese and meats and then but you know covid hit and so i was like no one wants to like touch all their and so <laughs> yeah. our vendor came up with this like really cool idea with like individual cones and i'm gonna do di- two different types of flavor one salty sweet and which is my favorite Like it was like an
0: assortment of what was in there, like nuts and yogurt-covered popcorn, pretzel, um, cookies.
1: Yeah, there was like a lot of stuff going. It was really good, and then so yeah, so there was a lot of like adapting, and um, the uh, vendors really, you know, they spent they they themselves too one whole year of like refiguring out their whole way of doing things too. So. It was a constant being in communication, and honestly, I think stage managers—you guys would be really good at uh, yeah. planning weddings. I think stage managers, directors—if uh, you have that background, like I think you'll be so good at wedding planning because that's so much what it is.
0: Yeah, um, what similarities do you see between directing a play and planning a wedding?
1: Um, well, like within a wedding, like there's. Like every vendor has their like their part in making it happen, you know from the floors mm-hmm. musician, if you're doing musicians, um the food, so everyone has their part in bringing something to the table, and so you're like m- making sure they are um uh what's the, what's the, like executing their part mm-hmm. of the day and like timing and um like their time to shine and they leave, <laughs> you know, their time to shine. <laughs> right. It's like something like that where you, you have to know the day so well that you're like, okay. And then in each vendor, they have a certain number of hours you're paying for or like they know how many songs to sing or like they have a certain amount of time they, they know what they could do and the, the time that they need to do those things. So mm-hmm. like a lot of balancing act.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. So wow. this is this is this is what they would call a DIY wedding because I was like a lot of it other than Although you did
0: have a wedding coordinator.
1: which I which I want in a contest. <laughs> I know. Was, God, I there's so many like lucky breaks I got with this wedding where I really lucked out.
0: Yeah. Um we had that amazing venue. Mhm. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Uh it was so
1: funny that my thoughts of what I wanted in a wedding originally, which was, like, can we, like, rent a house and, like, all our friends are there. And then, like, competing with Nick's thoughts of, like, his traditional thoughts of weddings was, like, mm. oh, no, we got it like, it has to be, like, a restaurant. we do to do this. We got to do some dancing. Or I don't know. There there was a lot of, like, us infusing both what we wanted Yeah, together. I feel like we got
0: both of those things in there.
1: Mm-hmm. And so a lot of <laughs> – let me tell you, marriage <laughs> is <laughs> a lot of give and take.
0: It's a lot of give so and take. So you've now been married for one week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, do you think you've changed at all as a married person? What What differences do you notice in yourself?
1: I've noticed that <laughs> um, not much <laughs> because we've <laughs> this pandemic has been really uh, – I'll say this – doing having this wedding though kept us busy during the pandemic pandemic yeah like, keeping us busy looking something to forward to and you know um but gosh yeah i think now we are respectful of each other's space even more <laughs> <Just> <laughs> now we're like i'm like i don't need to bug nick every 10 minutes about colors or fonts mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um but yeah, it's a. It happened. I'm glad it happened. Um. I don't want to do this again. <laughs> if like, like if I have good friends like Sam Collier getting married and needs help, I'm like, I'm so in, hundred ten percent, so in. Like friends, right. close friends, in mind. Close friends who like want that extra support, I'm there all the way because I like. You have a special talent, I think, for wedding planning. <sighs> I know. Don't, I, I love how people said that. And then I'm like, don't say it out loud in front of the company. <laughs> because she, like, the whole point of this, I think, I think it was like her, um, you know, obviously to give him this prize and like, so she could, you know, promote her own business.
0: Well, and she was great too. I oh, mean, she was awesome. Yeah. You oh need somebody God. who's like really authoritative and is going to tell people like where, where to, to stand and what to do. And yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Everything runs so smoothly because of like yeah you know, like from photos to where the family supposed to stand like she just and she has a, also like a really good eye like she has a good eye for design too so she was just
0: mm-hmm. a, and she gave us some dramaturgical feedback on the order of events in the ceremony <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah she cool. did
1: we had a certain order of how we wanted the ceremony to go and then she basically like she was like she, no <laughs> But I, I think it went so much more smoother. Like, I don't know. Like yeah. It, it really – She um, was – gonna.
0: you guys were going to do the vows at the end. Yeah. And, and she suggested doing the vows, like, Beginning. first and then do the um, – So for listeners who don't know, Sarah and Nick did this really cute thing called the unity – What was it, like, unity San- ceremony? Yeah. yeah. Where they had um, – Nick had sand from Michigan, where he grew up, and Sarah had sand from California, where she grew up, and they, like, mixed the sand together into a heart-shaped glass bottle so it could never be separated, and it was very cute. (laughs) So originally, that was going to be, like, one of the first things that happened, and Mm -hmm. and the wedding coordinator suggested that that be after the vows. After the vows, Right. And then your gifts to your parents yeah. came after that, which I think was – yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. That way you could get all the crying out of the way at the beginning. Yeah. And then kind of <laughs> start like calming down
1: and um, people with, who's going to wear makeup on their wedding day do not – when you get tissue, I've learned that don't, um, you know, like rub your eyes. Like dab, you dab. Oh, good advice. Good advice. Makeup. I was like dabbing. Not the not the social media, like the viral trend dab, whatever you call it, dance. But <laughs> <laughs> you dab, you get a napkin and you just gently dab your eyes from the yeah. to get the tears.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. You guys are probably sick of weddings now. Um, All right. Let's switch gears. So you have something exciting happening. Um, do you want to talk about the Ashland New Play Festival?
1: Yes, yes, yes. Um. So this week, Ashland New Play Festival announced um, uh, the New Voices twenty twenty one New Voices. It's like a, a a playwrights retreat for emerging playwrights, and uh, we got these five amazing playwrights that will um, be in this week long virtual retreat.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and I Which means anybody can watch it, right? Um. I
1: don't think so. No. I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> I good question. I don't. I. I don't. It's. It's just a week long where each of these playwrights will be partnered up with a mentor, and there's throughout the day, every day for the week, there's some kind of like um, a group, um, sessions and like
0: cool. artists,
1: guest artists talking about drama. It could be dramaturgy or anything, and it's just like a week long, and I'm, I'm partnered up with one of the playwrights where I'm going to read her play and talk about it and kind of just give her whatever support thing she needs, you know, for the play um, for that week. Um, and they also get a little stipend to help buy back that time, you know, just to give mm-hmm. them the time that they need. So, yeah. Um, I'm really excited about this retreat. You know, I've been working with Ashland New Play Festival earlier this year as associate artist, so um, finding ways to get involved and and learning about this new organization along the way. And I think this year they're really trying to do new things. Like this is the first time they're doing new voices where they really highlight, um, playwrights, you know, of color, playwrights, um, orientation. So,
0: um, we're excited. It's really exciting. So if people want to apply to the festival for next year or get involved, um, Mm -hmm. what should they know? Um,
1: Stay tuned. Follow <laughs> <laughs> the social media. Stay tuned. All right. Because um, this is new, and I think we're all learning how the process is going to be. So mm-hmm. this is all, like, this is all new. So I'm um, really excited how this is all going to pan out and see what's up. Um, but, yeah, stay tuned. Follow Honestly, follow the social media stuff because mm. I think that's where they, all the information goes out. It's, that way um but yeah okay. i'm gonna be mentoring can you believe that i i, hope I think I you're do gonna good be job. a great mentor <laughs> uh i i what did what did i say to somebody about they're asking to be a mentor and i said you know i'm gonna make them hate playwriting or something like i'm gonna no. ruin their lives
0: yeah right you're gonna um, be so good i hope so That yeah, so that's just a little news there um you have some news. Well, I, yeah, I went to this residency. Um, so I just want to share with listeners what that experience was like. So I, I And this is something I applied for um, a couple of years ago. I was supposed to go last summer because um, of COVID. It was postponed. So I finally got to go this summer. And it, it's called Hewn Oaks. Um, artist residency and they take people working in all different disciplines and genres and basically what it is is um, it used to be a farm and then it was like a vacation spot and now it's an artist residency and there are different cabins Uh, I think there are four cabins total Mm. that artists can stay in and then there's like one big house and I was in a cabin called Pineclad, set back in the woods. And then this whole tract of land is right on Lake Kieser, um, which is supposed to be one of the most beautiful lakes in the country. It's very swimmable. Stephen King apparently has a house on that lake, although I never saw him. (laughs) Um, And it was just so nice because so the people in my cohort... Um, there were two dancers and then there was a sculptor and then there's, um, a guy who does multidisciplinary work and was working on embroidery and, um, we did like potlucks and we did kind of show and tell of each other, of like kind of showing each other our work and, Mm -hmm. It was so wonderful. And the best part about it was there was no internet or cell service wow. available. So for a week, I just was really present. Wow. Um, and I occasionally I would look at my phone just to see if anything was happening on my phone and nothing was happening <laughs> because I didn't have any cell service. And it was so nice. That's amazing.
1: Wait, and so, so this residency, it's like – group of different artists of different disciplines. Yeah, so they they
0: bring together – I think they put some thought into how they um, combine people, how they put together a cohort. Um, And they bring a lot of artists over the summer because um, everyone's there for just one week or ten days. So they can really accommodate a lot of people, um, even though they only have four cabins. And if there are groups that want to apply to collaborate together, like the two dancers were collaborating, so they were together in one cabin. Mm. Um, But otherwise, you have your own cabin. And one thing that's nice about it is they prioritize Maine residents. So I think it's like 70% of the people they accept are from Maine. Um, But they do also bring in some people from out of state. And they also prioritize people who are at the beginning of their career, which is Mm -hmm. nice. Like they really make a point of selecting applications from people who haven't had many residencies before or, you know, haven't or, you know, are just still kind of getting going in their field. Mm
1: -hmm. I, I've never, I don't think I've ever applied for any residencies. So I'm so curious what what the difference is like what residencies to mm. like fellowships to um
0: what do you like do as opposed to like a new play development yeah kind of thing. Well so this so a lot of residencies tend to be very self um driven. So mm. so for most residencies like this, when you send in your application, you're seeing what you want to use that time for. Um, so, and I actually, we were all talking about this, all of the people in my cohort were like, wow, I applied two years ago. (laughs) Like the world (laughs) has changed so much since I applied. And some residencies, um, ask you to, you know, give something back to the place, like a poem or a painting or something, or they want you to, you know, have some kind of showing or event at the end. But this isn't like that. It's very... Um, it's really up to the individual artist, how they want to spend their time. And, um, so whereas a new play development conference, you're bringing a play and, you know, maybe in rehearsal and presenting it, and then maybe you get feedback. This was much more of a solitary experience. Mm. Um, it was mostly just like sitting on the beautiful screen porch Mm -hmm. and writing, and also I did a lot of reading and a lot of hiking and like swimming in the lake um, and like daydreaming. <laughs> <laughs> it just um, sounds like you, it was like a vacation. <laughs> it, yeah. It's like really, it was really, really nice. And I was able to start a new play, which felt so good mm-hmm. because um, I feel like I haven't been writing very much. And so this was like exactly what I needed to, to just focus and write. Mm. Um, without all the distractions of my regular life. Interesting. And some residencies give you meals. This one doesn't. This one you have to bring all your own food. Um, and they have, you know, your all the cabins have kitchens, and so you're just kind of cooking. But some there are some residencies where, you know, you just show up and they bring you all your meals. Mm-hmm.
1: So then, so you're taken care of in terms of, like, lodging and... Right. And... and yeah, this, and there's no
0: cost yeah. to attend um, mm-hmm. at Hugh Oaks. I think that they really... Residencies really run the gamut in terms of cost. So some there are some residencies where you have to pay a fee um, to cover all of your expenses, and then there are some where they actually give you a stipend. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one is... Um, neither. So you're not paying anything, but you're also not paid anything.
1: Oh, I see. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Interesting. I was like, as you're describing it though,
1: I was like, but Sam, you live in rural Maine, like you have (laughs) access to all those things.
0: I know, but there's something really special about being around other artists and Mm. being in a place that's like outside of your normal life, you know, where you're not like, Thinking about, oh, I should be, you know, working on my like day job or I should be, I don't know, cleaning my kitchen or <laughs> whatever, you know, you're just like mm-hmm. super focused on creating. Mm. And it's, hmm. it's just very inspiring to be, after spending so long in, during the pandemic, being by myself it's so inspiring to be around other artists who are working in other media and um see what they're creating
1: that's cool yeah and did you follow each other on instagram yes of course (laughs) as soon as i was back on wi-fi i was like that's interesting i i I always want to like do that like for myself just to create my own residency in terms of like oh mm. you know like Airbnb place and then go there but here's the thing like ugh, I can't I feel like I I will even if I, I think this with the residencies like I don't think I'll be able to focus like yeah I have to be in a, I think I'm more of like in a routine and like I schedule out my hours and I feel like if I'm somewhere brand new all I want to do is explore yeah not really do what I want there's definitely a balance
0: of that like yeah because when you're in a new place like there's so many beautiful hikes in this area and I ended up just doing one hike which was apparently the best one and like the most bang for your buck I was like okay I'll do that hike but other I mean I could have just gone hiking every day but I wanted to do some writing you (laughs) know yeah so cool. so the, this
1: play that you started, was this something that was on your mind for a while and you wanted to write it or something like? No, it, kind I of mean, I,
0: I didn't go into the residency with an idea. I just knew I wanted to start a new play. But um, I did as I was writing, I did find myself drawing upon like little snatches of free writes mm. that I had done like even a couple of years ago. Like I looked back through my notebook and I was like, oh, here's an idea. And the other thing was the first couple of days, because I didn't really have an idea yet, mm-hmm. I made myself do writing exercises that I would assign my students. Because I was like, I've got to get going yeah. and I don't have an idea yet. So I'm just going to do writing exercises. So I like, I kind of made a list of writing exercises that I use when I'm teaching and I mm-hmm. just went through them myself. Which was kind of fun, you know. I was yeah, kind of allowing myself to be a student and just see what happened, um, rather than because I didn't want to put pressure on myself to yeah. Yeah. make something amazing. So,
1: well, we're so opposite because I always pressure myself to create the <laughs> best. <I'm scared. laughs>
0: but don't you Come find on, that, that freezes you? When you put pressure on yourself, doesn't that make it harder to go forward?
1: Um, No. Like, I just
0: get stuck.
1: Well, yeah, yes and no. I feel like um, this, like, most latest new play that I'm working on, I did stop at 45 pages. Because I was, like, actually just, like playing with some lot of ideas in my head and I was just like writing it all out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, and then like, I, I stopped at 45 pages cause I was like, Oh, this is actually really funny and good. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And I kind of stopped cause I was like, <sighs> then I, I like, God, I felt, I froze, I froze in a way that I was like, I need to like, how do I uh, taught myself these next four pages, 45 pages, you know? <laughs> and then, and then, yeah. I, and then I'm frozen. Like, I'm like, now like, yeah. I can't write, I and mean, then I'm kind of feeling a little stuck, and I'm like, it's in it's the back so of my head to hard finish it. And that happens,
0: yeah. But do you it, want advice? Yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> well, what I would do, I like when I've been in that situation, I try to take the pressure off myself by saying like, okay, I'm gonna write the next scene five different ways. Like I'm gonna write five mm. different versions of the next scene. And, like, even if I really like the first one I write, I'm going to write four more just because. Because that allows myself to, like, not try to make it amazing the first time, but just keep the spirit of play and experimentation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think – yeah, I like
1: that because – I like what you're saying because what happened with my brain is that I I came in with a lot more play and then – now my brain went analytical because I'm like okay, right. I'm I there's that I there's a scene I did that and I'm like I need to find a way to connect that and I'm like how does that you know for act 2 cuz I did a lot of setting up so I need I need a lot of like follow through and like yeah. call back. and I'm like I'm feeling I'm getting like really analytical and I'm like to a point yeah now I'm frozen I'm like well I'm now figuring out when when this play was just meant for me to just kind of like let go and be loose and then like mm-hmm. have fun. And like cause I had nothing, like nothing planned or written. And I think I'm working on this one play for moving arts theater and mm. not, not developing. So I'm like, that play is just like, is that I'm, my brain is just all focused on, but now I'm like, I just want to, you know, let loose and write something else just for fun. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, being really overly analytical about it,
0: it's almost like you're starting to revise before, before you write right? the yeah, first draft. Exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I think. What yeah, I'm doing. I've been there. Yeah. Uh. And on top of that, I'm also I had this like all of a sudden inspiration to write this whole new other pilot um, that I'm like I started writing and then I'm like which is a lot of fun and play, but then now I'm, like, back to – my brain is, like, anal- overanalyzing it again, and I'm, like, stopped at page 10. <laughs> so
0: I remember – I think it was Nora Ephron wrote a piece about um, revision, mm. and she was talking about how her approach to writing was always, like, she would write the beginning of a draft and get, you know, halfway through, and then she would start again from the beginning – and rewrite the beginning. And like that time she'd get a little bit farther in this draft before she realized, uh. like before her analytical brain kicked in. And then, so then she'd start again from the beginning and write the whole beginning all over again and like that wow. time get a little bit farther. But she had to kind of trick herself into writing more each time. And as soon as she realized, as soon as she started thinking about it in an analytical way, she would freeze. And so she had to keep starting again at the beginning. Like rewriting the same thing in the beginning mm-hmm. yep and so she would like wow. by the time she was done with the piece the beginning would have been rewritten 20 times and the end okay, would have been written but once. one but
1: that sounds like she's punishing herself <laughs> like she's like oh I am overly thinking again no I'm gonna stop right here and then I'll like punish myself just yeah. like a, this perpetual hell of like going
0: back well she forward. I think she was working on a typewriter so like if you were gonna revise wow. something you just had to redo it wow i know huh I, I, and then
1: you know i don't want to say it's a bad thing to be like thinking about it and overanalyzing analyzing it but yeah it just it does take away the fun <laughs> of what i just wanted to originally do my intention my original intention was just to have fun with it yeah and, you know, i'm like pr- giving my i'm putting pressure on myself for no reason
0: Cause you started to think about, oh, what if this is really good and what if people are laughing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's gonna feel so nice.
1: Yeah. So I gotta like set it up and mm-hmm. do some callbacks and add some jokes here. And like, ooh, what kind of jokes? Oh my gosh. Uh, wait, who is this <laughs> who is this character? What am I doing? Who what? Where? When? How? Ah <laughs> So that was a lot of that. Yeah. Um But yeah, glad to hear that. The residency was good. Um, I don't think I could ever apply to residency now.
0: <laughs> really? It was. I really recommend it. It was so nice. I got so much done. Hmm. Um, it's just nice to kind of break out of your normal routine yeah. and be in a new place. Yeah.
1: And also, Sam, like didn't you fly like 4 (laughs) a.m.? Yeah. You You had a really tight
0: turnaround. Because I was really far, you know, I was in the very western part of Maine. It's so interesting because all the towns around there are named like Norway and Finland and Sweden. Um, Anyway, I was really far from the airport. And to get to your wedding rehearsal at 4 p.m., I had to leave at 8 a.m. from the airport. So I had to get up at like 4.30, left my cleaned up. Everything in my cabin, packed the car, and left at like 5.15 yeah. and drove to the airport. Wow. Ah, such a dedicated friend. And I saw like a little fawn frolicking with its mother. <laughs> there are some benefits, I think, to being up at five in the morning hmm. in the summer in Maine.
1: I saw since our wedding, like I've been seeing a lot of butterflies. We oh saw, like, yeah! So many butterflies, like monarch butterflies. And then Nick's dad, now my father-in-law, he was like, "Oh, <laughs> butterflies means it's luck. It's lucky." I'm oh, like, good! Is it? Is
0: it? I
1: believe <laughs> that. Um, so knock on wood that it, it's a lucky, lucky but butterfly.
0: Yeah, um, I, saw, I definitely saw a butterfly right before your wedding, like flying around the ceremony area. Oh, really? Probably mm-hmm. were, they loved all the flowers. Maybe
1: yeah, they were attracted to the flowers. Um, hmm. residencies, weddings,
0: <laughs> festivals,
1: festivals.
0: So we move to Glastons.
1: Yeah, we'll move on to Glastons. Okay, so I'll go first. Um, uh a month ago, I uh, bought tickets for a live Zoom theater show play, um, from Geffen Playhouse. And it's called Someone Else's House, and it's su- supposed to be spooky, Ooh. <laughs> um, which I'm really excited about. Um, they sent us this, like, mailed us a little – called a haunting kit that we're supposed <laughs> to open on the day of the
0: Oh, show. have you opened it yet?
1: No, no, no. I'm going to follow the rules on this.
0: But isn't today the day? Oh, today's,
1: well, today's – well, yeah, during the show. You're supposed to open it during the show. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, um, cool. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. This is my, like, I, it's been really hard for me to be like excited about a Zoom play.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. very
1: rare. I'm like, oh, yes, I want to sit in front of my screen for three hours for this. And then, so, when I read the description on this, where it's about this guy and his uh, family house was haunted and the experience from that. And it's like this multimedia artist who's like, I think he's like playing with all the visual parts of the Zoom. And he also sent us this kits. So I'm like, oh, this is, feels like really
0: interesting, fun, interactive way of doing this. So um, I love the idea of sending you something in the mail that's tangible. and Yeah and I'm like really excited to open it. And what what's in it. I'm like what if it's something creepy?
1: I'm sure it is something creepy. Ah! Um and it was extended because it was like a really popular I guess and so they got extended so I'm like oh I think today is the last showing of it. So we were able to get the tickets for. Um, wow. Yeah. Oh, let me find let me re- let me read this description. So it's a Obie award-winning multimedia artist Jared uh, Mezuki has a harrowing story to tell. His family's frightening, true life haunting inside a 200 year old New England house. Flip the switch, Ooh. light your candles, and prepare yourself as best you can for the first hand story of terror with the latest interactive production from Geffen Stay House. That's what they want. Stay House. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it says, due to mature content, children 12 and under are strictly prohibited.
0: <gasps> Whoa. So it's 13
1: and up. Sounds oh, scary. Yeah. So I'm really excited. I just hope my internet doesn't freeze <laughs> and oh, act yeah. weird. But that's the only downside about these Zoom
0: theater plays. But, but yeah, that's my well, glisten. Let us know how it goes. I will. Um, my glisten is, you know, I really do not like action movies. I can't handle the violence. I don't really like action <laughs> sequences. And yet something <laughs> inspired me last night to watch this movie, The Old Guard. Um, what, what
1: was that inspiration? Like, why?
0: Honestly, like, I have such Board. a problem picking things to watch on Netflix. I spend, like, an hour looking at all the options, and I'm like, okay, this one. <laughs> it's, it's like uh, half the time, by the time I'm done looking at all the options, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to go to bed. So it was exhausting enough just picking. Um, no, I think I was interested in watching it because I just wanted something that was, like, I've kind of... Mindless. I don't know. I really can't. I don't know. But I, anyway, I, I feel it. like action movies are not very mindless. <laughs> There's
1: a lot. Well, going on. except like I didn't.
0: You don't have to do a lot of thinking to like get invested in the story. Mm-hmm. It's usually like you know what the story is within the first couple minutes. Yeah. Anyway, um the old guard. It's on Netflix. It's a movie about. People who can't die, and um, they're le- they're like a group of immortals led by Charlize Theron, and um, I really don't know what else to tell you except I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was delightful. Was it um, delightful? Like in a fun
1: way? Like it has some humor. Orbs. Definitely has some
0: humor. It definitely has some gay content, which I was very appreciative <laughs> of. Gay um, content. There was still, you know, way too much violence for me, but I, I know that just comes with the territory. Um, <laughs> and should. I just, I love, I just really like that kind of fantastical supernatural element of like. Mm-hmm. They, Did you so watch th- Sweet Tooth? No, I didn't. I will. I, I. That was one of the ones I added to my list. You, got, you would love that one. That's
1: kind okay. of similar. And it's not as violent. Like good. Cause okay, it's, good. I think because it's like kind of kid-friendly, but it has all the the fantastical and like kind of the thriller aspect because they're always on like on a search for something. So That's the
0: one with babies that are born like half animals. Half animals. Yeah. The, so in this, So this show was
1: made before the pandemic, but it had all these elements of like, pandemic. Virus. The yeah. virus, where So in this world, the virus has hit and people are just like coughing and dying. And so the, we don't know who's who, like who has it and who's causing it. But this virus has caused this like mutation where babies are being born half human, half animal.
0: Wow. And so it's, it's not like because art. one of their parents is an animal. No, no, no. <laughs> it's
1: just this virus is like creating right. some mutation. Um or so we think, I don't know, there's a lot of like a lot of question marks that the show ended with that I'm like, oh, I really can't wait for season two. Like, gosh, Netflix has like, sh- it's always a hit or miss with Netflix sometimes. I'm like, mm. so much junk, but there was also like this like nugget of gold of like, whoa, this is a really good show, premium show.
0: Mm, yeah. So you have to
1: like search for. Um, but okay, Old
0: Guard. Gotta check that one. Yeah, out. I don't know. I feel like I'll be curious to see what you think because I th- feel like you have more discerning taste. Well, yeah, yeah, I always question
1: your taste sometimes. <laughs> but all right. But if you enjoyed it, then it's it's people like you, Sam, that they are making these movies for. You know.
0: <laughs> I don't think so, considering the fact that I watch one like one a month. <laughs> I don't think I would keep them afloat so funny. Um All right, okay. well, thanks for listening everybody. And um do we want to tell them what we're talking about next? Time? Yes. So, next week
1: episode, we will dive into the play Me- Between Riverside and Crazy by Stephen Adly Guirgis. So, if you have that play or you've read the play, uh be prepared for a, an insightful discussion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, get ready to hear our opinions. Yeah, and tell us what you think about it if you have already read or seen it Yep.
1: alright thanks for listening bye
0: thanks for tuning in to another episode of Beckett's Babies if you enjoyed what you heard or learned a thing or two about playwriting be sure to like, subscribe and share the podcast with your friends and if you'd like
1: to reach out and share with us your thoughts on playwriting and theater or maybe be a guest on the show uh, be sure to visit our website at www.becketsbabies.com That's www.beckettsbabies.com. And you can contact us there. Thanks for listening.